The Love Community Chapel presents Times of Refreshing with God's servant, Reverend George Aiku. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Stay tuned as you listen to God's word presented by Reverend George Aiku. We want to thank God again for bringing us here today. Today is the first Sunday of the year. I want to welcome all those of us who are here for the first time with us to worship with us. God doesn't do anything by accident. God is a God of purpose that plans everything he does. And so if God has brought you here this morning, it's just for a purpose. And he is here to do you good because God is good. I want to give you a very special executive welcome. If you are for the first time, as we love you and cherish you, could you please... Wave your hand to me. This is your first time of attending church here. Lift your hand. Just wave to me. This is your first time. Wave to me. Wave your hand. Please stand your feet. Let me just pray for you shortly. I'll pray for you. Just stand your feet shortly. This is your first time. Those two are planted in the house of the Lord. Shall flourish. Psalm 92, verse 12 and verse 13. Oh, please keep standing. Keep standing. If you are planted in the house of God, I give you three months. In the next three months of constancy and consistency in worship, the Lord shall plant your feet, the Lord shall flourish you according to His word. Nobody who ever serves God becomes ashamed. You shall not be ashamed. Keep coming and be planted as a palm tree, and every palm tree becomes fruitful over time. So, welcome to church. After church, I'll meet you personally and have a word with you. Let's clap for them for coming. Please take your seats now. God bless you so much. Amen. Now, today is a very crucial day for us. Very crucial because it happens to be the first Sunday of the year. And first, first describes priority. God is first. So, we must give God what he deserves first. That is why in January, we devote the month of January to God in fasting and prayer. That is why we devote our tithes, our first fruits to God. Everything we receive in January, we say God is the first fruit, so receive it. So, January is very crucial. And I want you to start very well. There's a local balance that says that when the, if the music is going to be very exciting, it starts in the morning. In the morning. If over the day it will be exciting, it depends on what happens in the morning. And let me say, Sagroda Swa, Anapa. So as you start very well, you start very well, I'm sure God will see you through and you end this year very well. Now, in the book of Genesis chapter 1, how do you start a year? How do you start a project? How do you start anything? It says, God is a structured God. God structures everything. Every problem, every question in the world is answerable by God. God answers every question. There's nothing that God cannot answer. How do you begin anything? We all read 
this verse, all of us go. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So in the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. Don't start without God. Make sure God begins the beginning. Your marriage, your business, your building project, everything must start with God. And the Bible has every answer to everything. Amen. In the beginning, God created. So when you want to start something, begin with God. John 1 verse 1. How did God start it? John 1 verse 1 says that what? In the beginning was what? The word. So there was a prophetic word from the beginning. That is why this year we need a prophetic word to begin. Your creativity and your creative abilities are released with the word of God from the beginning by God. Every creativity you have inside you is potent, is latent until it is released by God's word. The prophetic word is essential to release your potential. So important. So you begin a year with God. How do you begin a year with the prophetic word? And then the nature of one verse two again, verse one, the same one and verse two. It says the earth was not from a void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the spirit of the Lord was over the face of the water. So the Holy Ghost was present in the beginning. So you must engage the word, the prophetic word in the Holy Spirit to begin your life this year. That is why we engage in the prophetic word for the month and for the year, and then the Holy Spirit in prayer and fasting. So we engage prayer and fasting. Fasting and prayer release the power to enforce the prophetic word. Because if you have a prophecy and you don't pray to enforce it, it will be like a video, a film. Nothing will happen. It will pass without anything. So every prophecy you receive gives you a battle to fight. You enforce it by the Holy Ghost anointing through prayer. That's at the beginning, you engage God in fasting and prayer. Don't ever exempt yourself. Now, what is the prophetic word for our church this year? Good and faithful servant. So I'm going to say everybody, go. Good. Say it again. Say it the last time. So good and faithful servant is a prophetic word by which your creativity will be released. Everything in you will come out through this word. And if you block your life and key into it, you shall see results. Matthew 25 verse 21, that word is called from there, is, is taken from there. Matthew 25 21. Now it's about a man traveling, it's a prophet, it's a parable Jesus gave, who called three the servants and gave them talents. Somebody had five, somebody had two, somebody had one. And he called it for accountability. And when they came, this is what happened. His Lord said to him, the first person, well done, good and faithful servant, you were faithful over a few things, I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. The power word, the key word, the theme is good and faithful servant. That's where the theme for the year is coming from. So that was what the Lord told the first servant who doubled the talents and 
came to the report. Verse 22 says that he also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you did not to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. Verse 23, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Now, what do you, what do you realize here? What the Lord told the first person, servant, the same he told the second servant. As the third servant, we'll take it later. But the first and the second servant, two of them, they receive the same applause. Good. Well done. Good and faithful servant. Now, I want to say that well done means that you have done well. A good describes quality. It means that every servant must be a quality servant. You must produce quality results. So in this church, we want people to be quality. Let's do things well. Let's do things well. Well done. Because he did well. If you don't do well, who will tell you well done? So look at our, your life this year or last year. And this year, do things well. Come to church well. Oh, let me hear you. Don't look at hazard. You miss and miss. Come well. Now, let me tell you. Let me give you a vision for your life. Church, this is frank. Frank talk. For me, my purpose for living is one day to hear this word. All I'm doing and going up. Doing, doing stuff for God. I want to stand before Jesus. For Jesus to shake my hand and say, Apostle, I grew up or my son. George, well done. That good and faithful servant. That is what I'm fighting for. All my life, that is what I want to stand for this master. That is my vision. I don't know about yours, but mine is this. I want Jesus to look at me and say, well done. That good and faithful servant. And that is your life's purpose. And when that happens, you realize that earth, the earth, has nothing to offer you. I said, the real needs of man is not food, clothes, and shelter. It's God. The real need is God. Let's do things well. Instrumentalists must play well. Musicians must do proper well. I mean, do well. Taking karma, well, do it well. Singers, sing well. Ushers, usher well. Sanctuary keepers, keep the sanctuary well. Security men, do, do it well. Everything must be well done. Not haphazard, not any hard God is church. Oh, it's church, it's church. That attitude, our buying is government. So we need the whole place because it's church. If you are come to church, come well. Why are you doing well although you don't do well? Let's say well done, good, and faithful. Let's try to find ways and means of being creative and do things well. So we shall receive this accolade. Well done, that good, and faithful servant. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's do things well. Now, Mark 7, 37, Jesus was somebody who did things well. Mark 7, 37. 
and he says that, and we're beyond measure, astonished, saying, He has done all things well. How many things well? How many things? How many things? How many things? Some, some few things. Yeah, all things well. When we come to church, all things are well done. Everything has been well done. Good singing, good preaching, good music. Everything has been well done. Order. You sit down orderly. You sit anyhow. I mean, sit here. Someone to sit back. Someone to. Sometimes it's very, very appalling. Sit well. When you are seated, sit well. Ushers, I usher you. Sit well. Well seated. Well ordered. I discovered that order brings miracles. Jesus Christ multiplied um, five loaves of bread for half thousand to eat. I said, let them sit down in order before the, the miracle was done. If you see a poor person, find out his life. It's not, it's not orderly. If you see somebody who is very poor, go into his room. You see this order in the room. That is order reflects in his life and business. Order is key to prosperity. Do things well. Personally, do things well. So God requires servants. God wants servants, no bosses. In the church, he wants servants. In Psalm 105, verse 6, all the men of God in the Bible, the great men of God, they are servants, no bosses. God told Abraham, Oh, seed of Abraham is servant. You children of Jacob is chosen ones. Abraham over here is called a servant. The man was blessed by God, was called servant. Abraham Moses, Joshua 1 verse 2. Moses was a great man. Did miracles. Papa verse into two. But he has name, the title of Moses. Moses, my servant, is dead. The best title in God's kingdom is servant. Don't look for anything in the title. The best title, the most important title in God's kingdom is servant. What about Joshua? These were great men. Joshua 24, 29. Yes, 47, Joshua. Now it came to pass after these things that Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died. Being 110 years. So this was man. This was a man, Joshua. He was called a servant of the Lord. He lived long. Everyone in the Bible mentioned their names, and at least several of them. Their title was servant. Servant. How about David? David, Saturday 9, verse 20. This one called servant, David. I found my servant David with my holy oil. I have anointed him. The anointing comes on servants. You pray, Lord, anoint me, anoint me. For what? The anointing comes or targets people who want to serve God. I found my servant with whom? If God finds you as a servant, he will anoint you to achieve results. Now, how about Jesus Christ? Mark 10, 45. Mark 10, 45. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Minister means save. So Jesus didn't come to be saved. He came to save and give his life. Philippians 2 verse 7. Here we are told that Jesus Christ emptied himself of his reputation. 
and took upon him from the servants and to give his and made him make and made made the lines of men. Jesus had to make himself a servant and took the form of a man. Jesus is a servant. He didn't come to be saved, he came to save. And Jesus is our model, our role model. What should we do? We should serve. Please, when you come to church, no matter your status, learn to save. And this year, we shall serve. We are going to serve. Hallelujah. Now, it's not only servant God wants. God wants faithful servants. Because I'm sure all of us are doing something, some stuff in church. He wants faithful servant. Faithful qualified servant. First Corinthians 4, verse 1 and verse 2. First Corinthians 4, 1 and 2. Let the man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Now that's two. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. So one requirement of a steward or a servant is faithfulness. It's required. You can't just become a servant. But what will distinguish you as a servant is your loyalty. Your faithfulness. Because there are many servants in the house. The distinction is created when one person or two are loyal and they are faithful. They are, they are dependable. Loyal means dependable. They are, they are trustworthy. You can trust them. You can depend on them. They are reliable, dependable, trustworthy. And faithfulness. Again, Abraham was a man who was faithful. Why did he why should he bless him? Galatians 3 verse 9. We are told that so then the which be of faith. New King James Version. Are blessed with faithful Abraham. New King James Version. So those who are of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. I'm repeating King James Version. Are blessed with what? Faithful Abraham. That's the word. Abraham was a faithful servant. He was blessed by God. If you want to be blessed like Abraham, what do you do? Become faithful like Abraham. Now Moses, we know Moses did several miracles. He wrote the book of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, part of it. He did so many miracles. But who was Moses? Numbers 12, 7. Numbers 12, 7. God testified about Moses and said, My servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all my house. All means that everything in my house. What is the house of God? The church. Everything in the house, he was faithful. How many things? All things. All things. Now look at chapter 3 of, of Hebrews. The same thing is Hebrews 3, verse 1 and verse 2. It's the same thing there. Moses was faithful in God's house, in all things. Well, for holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Verse 2. Who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. Now here it is repeated, all his house. All my house, all his house. Now, some people, they just focus on their ministries and nothing else in the church. How the church grows, it doesn't concern them. How souls come, they don't care. How souls are taken care of, they don't care. How souls grow the system, they don't care. All they care is my singing, my ushering, my cleaning, my technical, my IT, my security. 
my counseling. All the stuff we do in church. Oh, I'm a children's teacher. That is what I'm doing. No. Moses was faithful in all things in, all, in God's house. That is, he was concerned about security, concerned about singing, concerned about the welfare of the church, of the people he was leading. Every aspect of church life was Moses concerned. That's how faithfulness is. So you don't just focus on your ministry. You must overlap. You must overlap. Overlapping is in soccer. I used to know soccer. Any number one can go and play, can, can, can score. Oh, I used to before. Oh, if you are a soccer fan, hello. Soccer fan, let me. Yeah, you say, when you score, score away before, the score goes. I used to know two players, defender, attacking before. That is number five. I played number five in school. Very powerful number five. You, I'll, I'll, I'll hack you. I'll hack you. In a gun, there's a way called Jambeshi. Unless I fall down. There's a boss you play, you must roll. And I was very good at that. Jambeshi. You will never pass, I'll hack you. I'll hack you, I see, and the president will really know I've hacked you. A legal hack. We shall fall down fine. Nobody will be nobody will be fouled. People have people play football, they have to they don't know the trick. Come and ask us. Come and ask us. Football, oh, we shall we shall fall down, nobody will be fouled. It will be drawn. This is a heart by heart. Come and ask us. The old timers. Hallelujah. Football, they overlap. Number two can score. Number four can score. I remember the stylist, the one who handled them. He said, Moses is them. Everybody can score. So all of you go, all of you come. That is how they won the World Cup. Moses is them. So everybody here must be involved in everything and be concerned. How are the singers doing? How did you have watch night service? How did you do it? Can I support? What can I support? How do we have this happening? What can I do? How can we win more souls? What can I do? How can we maintain souls? What can I do? He was faithful in all my house. Not just his only area, but he was overlapping in every area. Can we give a prayer offering? Moses. How about Jesus? The same place, Hebrews 3, verse 1 and verse 2. Jesus was faithful also. Hebrews 3, 1 and verse 2. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus, verse 2, look at that one, who was faithful to him that appointed him. Jesus was faithful. He was faithful. He was faithful. He was faithful. I give you two scriptures. How Christ was addressed. The message 1 verse 5. And from Jesus Christ, who is a faithful witness? Who is what? The faithful witness. Chapter 3 verse 14. 314 of the On the angel of the church of the Laodiceans. Right. This thing said the amen. The faithful. And the true witness. The beginning of the creation of God. That is how Jesus Christ was addressed here. The faithful witness. 
is a model. Would be like Jesus. You must be faithful. You must what? Now, how do you know people who are faithful? What are the characteristics of people who are faithful? The characteristics of faithful servants. I'll read the scripture and pick a few things from the Acts 20 verse 18. Because Paul too was a faithful servant. He says some things, we'll pick a few things from there. Hallelujah. Acts 20, 18 to 21. And when they were come to him, he said unto them, You know from the first day that I came to Asia, after what manner I've been with you at all seasons, underline all seasons, all seasons, underline all. Paul was with them at all seasons. And I was playing as we go on. Amen. Serving the Lord, that means at all seasons, he was serving the Lord. You can't serve God and stop. You can't say I'm stopping my, my, my singing and going to rest and come back. Hey, let me stop preaching to and go and go one year and come. It's not happy. Let all pastors also stop. Let the vision stop. All seasons, serve the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations, which before me by the lion of the Jews. Verse 20. And how I kept back that thing that was profitable to you, but I showed you and I've taught you publicly and from house to house. You must preach publicly and preach from house to house. That is faithfulness. That was Apostle Paul, who saw visions. God took him to heaven. So, with a great prophet, Apostle. And yet, he had this two. I mean, I don't feel shy going to a place to preach. We all came for watching the service Thursday. We all went home Friday. I went to sleep small. Went to visit places my mommy in the afternoon. When I came back, straight to Bankuman. You know Bankuman? I went to Bankuman, I went to Newtown, Tama Newtown. I never knew that every first, first January they have a procession. The whole town. About two, three people. I never knew, but I went to preach. I set my gadget, my speak, one speaker, I set it up, and I preach to people. Preach in the street. Pastor evangelism, talking to some guys, they are just coming from a pound. Just up from a pound. They, are, they were dead there. They were in, you see the rasta, and they got earrings, and their face, oh my goodness, they received the Lord. But the rest of the God, 25 so safe at Newtown. When you were, Resting, I was preaching. I was arrested too because I, I couldn't withhold the fire. I was so I was fine. That time you saw the preacher carry the market. I'll go again. Carry the market. I'm going. I'm going in every corner. You see me in Zongo Barrios, the Zongos. I'll be there. I'll go to every Zongo and try. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it's the power of God's salvation. So Paul said he was preaching publicly and from house to house. That's what servants do. Servants do all. If you hire a servant to the house, he will clean, he will wash, he will do laundry, he will cook, he will do all kinds. That is what servants do. You do all things in church. Are you with me? Yeah. That's okay. So, look at one. Servants put God's kingdom first. Servants, that's what Paul did. When he said, I first came to you, I served you as was. I was putting God's kingdom first. So we it win souls. And this year we win so. We have coined um, a slogan. Seek 
and save the lost. When I say seek and save, say one soul per month. Seek and save. Everybody will win one soul per month. Seek and save. Seek and save. Seek and save. At least by January, by December, you should count your souls at least to your, to your credit. Amen. So you use your you do evangelism, you use your ministry gifts to say God. Some of you can sing, you are sitting down. There's something you can do in church, you won't do it. But let me tell you, and I'm standing here before God, and God is showing you too, that today I'm talking to you. And when you die one day, Jesus will show you me or you talking to you to serve him. Life, any human beings can make video and play later. How much more God? What is happening here is a video in heaven. Telling you. Look, now we are showing video, no one is seeing Facebook and YouTube. How much more God? Today is recorded in heaven's history that you came to church. And you heard me say that you should win souls. So if you don't win souls, the day you die, God will help me. God will show you. See my apostle. See how he's sweating for you. Say win souls, don't win souls. So what's your reward? So use your gifts. Do something in church. Don't complain. Oh, this is not good. You know, some people who complain, they do nothing. Oh, they get anything well. Are you part of them? Do you come for Reza? I can sing. Reza, they won't come. They don't see you, but they don't have time for Reza. In this church, God bless. We have women's choir, we have classical choir, we have youth choir, we have all kinds of choir. Show one. Don't give, don't complain. Hallelujah. What two? They are always available. At the end of this note, very close. They are always available. Servants, number one, put God's kingdom first. Number two. They are always available. First Corinthians 15, 58. The PowerPoint is always. Remember, always. Therefore, my beloved brethren, first Corinthians 15, 58. Be steadfast, unmovable, always, 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 abounding in the work of the Lord. No decreasing. You don't get tired. Now I'm tired. I can't preach anymore. Hey. Now, I want to reduce my singing. I want to reduce. You know, no, 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 no. Now, the prayer time we pray, uh, prophetic, I'm, I'm tired. I want to make it 10 minutes. No. That's no Bible. It says, always abounding, increasing. Increase the time more. Amen. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain. In the Lord, your singing is not in vain. Your cleaning is not in vain. Everything is not in vain, the Lord. Your service is not in vain, the Lord. It will, it will reward you. Be God rewarded for that. So all time, always. I'm gonna say always. Second Timothy four verse two to verse three. Second Timothy four verse two. Yeah. Preach the word. Preach the word. Be instant in season. Out of season. Re reprove. Rebuke. Exhort. With all laws of free and doctrine. Give me um, amplify. Give me amplify. Let's, let's amplify this one. Preach the word as an official messenger. Huh? Be ready when the time is right. And even when it is not. Keep your sense of agency. Like this. Whether the opportunity seems favorable or unfavorable. Huh? Really, so no church. Whether convenient or inconvenient. Whether welcome or unwelcome, 
correct those who err in doctrine or behavior. This is the only correct people they are offended. Ah, Christian, we correct you, you are offended. You can't correct. You can't rebuke. It's scripture to rebuke. Now listen, we must predict your behavior. Can I repeat myself? I must predict your behavior and your, your response to God's word and rebuke. I must, I must be able to predict your life, your attitude to church. I must. If I can't predict you, you are, you are a suspect. There is a norm, biblical Christian norm, we must live within. If you deviate, you are a suspect. I mean, it is no secret. There are biblical Christian norms in the Bible that I must predict you live within. If I rebuke you, I send you to say, yes, pastor, yes, apostle, yes, daddy. And you change. But you don't live with offense. Hey! He's here. The pastor at all seasons. Be instant. Listen. A faithful servant is always constant and consistent. Constant. Constant means you don't change. For no reason you don't change. You don't change. Because of something, oh now I want to reduce my <laughs> my activity in church. You are changing. Oh, now for something I want to stop doing some things. You are changing. It's a constant. It's a constant. That means the same. If you always smile, always smile. Constant. Am I blessing somebody? It's his word. So tell somebody, I must predict your behavior. Based on scriptures. So if you go against that, then I become careful about you. Because you are going against norms. Christian biblical norms. The pastor must rebuke. It's the Bible. When I rebuke you for wrongdoing, take it. And come and salute me. And thank me for that. Hello? It's in the Bible. Always. Come on, say always. Come on, say always. Let me give you this few months because of time. You must always pray. Always pray. Look at him as one. Look at him as one. And he said a parable to them saying to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Always. Because I'm tired of praying. This is here. We're going to pray always. From 11 February to 31st, all of us are going to pray. Everybody. Always. No stop. You can't be checked when you are praying. In the prayer case, be ready. You have to pray. Always. Dickens, Dickens, everybody. Ministries. Amen. You must pray always. Don't no say this. I'm, I'm tired of praying. Luke 21, 36. Right now, right now. Luke 21, 36. Watch ye therefore and pray always. I'm going to say pray always. That you may be counted worthy to escape. All this. Some things will come this year. If you don't pray, you can't escape. Some winds are going to blow. If you don't pray always, you can't escape. It will follow you. This current, this current, current pandemic. Some of these recovered. Because there was no fire in them. They didn't pray. They, they were not praying. 
Praying always with all prayer. Praying what? Always. You don't stop praying. Philippians 1 verse 4. Always in every prayer of mine for you. Colossians 4 12. Epaphras, one of you, a servant of Christ, salutes you. Always laboring fervently for you in prayer. Okay. Number two, you must always be zealous in good things. Be zealous. Whatever is good, be zealous. Always be zealous at it. Galatians 4 18. But it is good to be zealously affected always. If I want to affect you to be zealous, it's good. I want to be zealous for prayer and evangelism. It's good. It's always good. It's always good to be influenced. Matri, always obedient. Always what? You must be always obedient. First one is always prayerful. Pray always for two. Be zealous always, Matri. Be obedient always. Always obedient. Philippians 2 verse 12. Oh, thank you, Lord. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Work out your salvation. Not only in church, in church we are angels. Beautiful Polish faces. Nicely dressed. Angels from heaven. Custom-made angels. But we live here right now in Jesus. Sometimes you hear some insults on the compound. Hey! Here in church! People talk, 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 talk! Mercy. How do you relate to your people at home? Are you different a Christian there or a different here? Your office people, do they love you? A Christian, but when they are coming around now because your mouth is poisonous. You don't obey God. Yeah, you obey God. Then you don't obey God. Has God changed? Your family members, when they see you, you are a poison, you are, you are, you are a poison producer. Your life must change this year. Work out your own salvation. Are you saved? Are you saved? It's only God. Work it out. Like mathematics. One plus two. I must pray every day. I must wake up five o'clock. Work it out. I must be holy. Conscious, you have to be intentional. Be wholly intentional. Don't allow vulgar to come on your lips. Be intentional. If let's say you miss it, this you you miss it. Work it out like mathematics. Are we here? Okay, last one. I will end up here. Um, and continue. Always defend the faith. First, the three, verse 15. Always defend the faith. But sanctify the Lord in your hearts and be ready always, be ready at your times to give an answer to every man that asked you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. You must be, be ready always to answer people. Always. As your preaching comes in. Why do you attend church? You have to answer. Why do you pray? You have to answer. Why do you fast? You have to answer. Why do you give tithes? You have to answer. Why do you um, laugh? You have to answer. Every question they ask you, you must have an answer for it. <laughs> Always. Now, what do you gain when you are obedient? 
I want to be saved. Maybe you are not saved and you are here. Jesus wants to save your life. Hell is real. And heaven is real. Don't make that mistake. Every mistake you make in tithing or on earth, you can delete it. You can delete mistakes on earth. But when you die, you go to hell. You can't delete any mistake anymore. Don't try to postpone your salvation because you don't know when you die. All mistakes on earth are deletable. But eternity mistakes cannot be deleted. Wherever you are, you want Jesus in your life. Please pray this prayer. Lift your right hand to God. Sincerely and genuinely lift your right hand to God and pray this prayer. And the whole church, everybody, pray this prayer too with them. Be very sincere. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart that you died for my sin. On the third day, you rose again. Today, I accept you as my Lord and my personal Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Father, we thank you and bless you for these ones who have received you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. We hope God has ministered to you and you've been touched by the word which was brought to you by Reverend George Ayiku, Senior Pastor of Love Community Chapel. You can locate Love Community Chapel at Bubuashi, Ogle Road and adjacent to the AMA sub office. You can join us for any of our three services, first service 6.30am in English, second service 8am in English and third service 10am in English with tree translation. For more information, please call 0302-231017 or visit www.lovecommunitychapel.org. You can also visit Love Community Chapel on Facebook.